Okay. Can't cancel the other call somehow, but uh, give me a second. Well, I've got. Yeah, so if I hang up on you, you're going to dial the same number? Got it, yeah. Okay, bye. All right. So we're both on now? Sorry? You can hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. And we're being recorded. Yeah. Well, I um, okay. I feel like I've, I'm in a whole new life, um, and uh, I I don't attribute it only to DBJ, but uh, certainly the what we experienced together in DBJ, I think contributed or accelerated. Uh-huh. So I'm not too worried about but uh, yeah, I'm much more familiar with my with what's going on for me than with you. Uh, update me on uh, what's uh, what's been happening for you. You've pretty pretty uh, relaxed or less involved, I guess, the last uh, couple of weeks and a half, two weeks. Yeah, so I got about probably 15 or 30 minutes before the family gets up and I need to do stuff. But the um, the short version is I'm just kind of waiting on Jesus for relational breakthroughs, both for myself Beautiful. and other people. And okay. um, seeing like lots of progress, but very little resolution. Okay. It's just like, okay, God, clearly you're in this, you're doing something, but like, I don't know what's next. So we had a good uh, DBJ family night last night. I think I posted the link to the notes we used, which some things went well, some things went uh, differently, and that's all good information. And I think it was a positive experience overall. And I don't know if we'll do that again, but it gives us some ideas of things we could do or might need to do in the future. So lots of wonder coming out of that. Um, The more interesting, uh, so I had a few moments of clarity this morning as well. And the thing, and actually, uh, the rep, it was confirmed by my devotional today, which was about complete unity. You know, John fourteen seventeen about Jesus okay. wants us to come to complete complete unity in Him. Oh. And it made me, and this um, complete unity is interesting. Both complete is both a, uh, I guess, an adjective and a verb. Uh-huh. And so. The, the the next right thing that I would like to do with whoever is interested is um, a, um, I guess, inner healing night, for lack of a better term. Um, I remember when um, I was talking to Ross about this, when Janet confronted Emiliana during one of our sessions, I think it was Eric, or was it you who led us in a encounter with Jesus? I did, yeah. I learned it. Okay, that was easy. Yeah. Ah, that thing, yes. Okay, so that. So I was thinking, you know, uh, several people have sort of uh, expressed frustration or stuckness in different relationships. And I was thinking that would be, and like there, and some of us have been trying to schedule inner healing sessions with people, which is quite challenging uh, for various reasons. I was thinking, you know, I wonder if we uh-huh. could find a way to do a uh 
co-devotional format inner healing where we're sort of inviting and speaking Jesus into each other's lives. So I've been writing up some notes on that and planning to put out some leases to see if there's interest in that. Yeah, I think you're quite familiar with transformational prayer ministry. I've forgotten the guy's name, um, but that uh, it used to be called Theophosa Prayer, I think, or had roots there. But uh, I and I haven't looked deeply at that, but it seems like there's a there's a very close pattern there that's been deployed much more widely than uh, there's like the thing that's weird about this. It's like um, it's like Unix was in the 1990s. There's like so many different versions of these things, and they don't seem to talk to each other very much, which is odd. And I think part of it is because uh, these things tend to be a very private, right? You do a session in a closed, secure, safe environment, and b each of them tends to have their own, for lack of a better term, business models. Right, there's a guy or someone who come up with this and they say, okay, everyone just like DBS, you know, it's like, this is the way you do it. Only ask these questions and you get trained in this methodology. And then you get all these little camps, even though they're all doing more or less the same thing. And a lot of them are very open about how they try to license, but it's, it's like, it's a, a lot of really great things, but it's really hard to scale it. Um, and uh-huh. they even create this sort of open source scientific uh, iterative process where we're all learning how to do it better, right? There's no flywheel on it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so it, it'd be it, it'd be it would be an interesting exercise to try and just do a come up with something that we could do, where again you don't have to be an expert in this. It's something that we just do it together with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, well, uh, it's interesting uh, the the experience you have of seeing a lot of. Uh, sometimes they're called silos where you know each thing is doing itself independently without reference to the others. Uh, this is one area that I hadn't discovered anything besides the, my initial introduction from Jamie and then this one other stream. So uh, it's a, a curious to me that you've actually found a number of others. Uh, oh yeah, so there's HeartSync, there's Emmanuel Moments, there's Sozo out of Bethel. Uh, okay. There's some of the original inner healing work from 20 years ago now, probably. Um, there's internal family systems uh, by Dick Schwartz, uh, which is uh, very similar in some ways to the conceptual framework of HeartSync. So there's all these things which are um, okay. different pieces of this together. And depending on which ones you think, oh, that's totally the same thing. Oh, that's completely different. Well, you know, it's all the same yeah. family. Um, uh-huh. But it's you know different genus and species with a lot of hybrids of right. different kinds. And the point is that there's no, there's no unifying uh, yeah. evolutionary tree, I guess, to tie it all together or, right. or scientific naturalism. Anyway, that's probably the wrong word to use yeah, in the context. But yeah, maybe maybe it's because I, I wasn't really aware of. Uh, I mean, I, I've been familiar with Sozo at a distance. I haven't. Uh, pursued that or any of the others you mentioned I I did run across something that had some similarities. But the thing the thing if you if you do want to dig further into it, the TPM um which I'll find the link for if you need, uh the transformational prayer ministry has um very uh it's it, the man is a psychiatrist background and does this full time as the way that he works with people to um, and he's uh, experimented with 
having groups, you know, as he's in a meeting, a large meeting, leading a large group, pair off mm. and go through this, and he's worked through the process of uh, how far lay people can go in dealing with difficult issues in a way that if that leaves them with Jesus, even if they don't, you know, aren't able to go through the full process or as one of his concerns was if you take people far enough to be vulnerable, then you the thing falls apart, you know, when they create more damage or more problems than it started with. Um, and so and he's been, you know, the, anyway, there's a rich, he's got a free book that's available that, you know, runs several hundred, maybe a thousand pages uh, with all the clinical stuff. And, uh, so that, that that might be a resource similar to what you're trying to develop yeah. with DBJ. Actually, it is totally the opposite of what I'm trying to develop for DBJ, right? Okay. I'm not right. trying to come up with a thousand page book that explains this. I'm trying to come up with a one page document that we just do. And it's to be informed but, by all those things and everyone who does that, but that, that right. is like, I literally, like, that's something that literally I can do in my spare time with help from you yeah, and, yeah. you know, Amelia, whoever else, like by Thursday so, so that we can actually just do it. Yeah. So I think that's what, on the one side, he has tried to make available is the, the background of all of his research to produce something that's very similar, simple, similar to what Jamie had introduced that I shared with our group, you know, that we just did yeah. for the moment because it, you know, it seemed like a fit. Anyway, um, if that's, you know, if you, if you decide it's worth giving um, and you don't find it easily, I can, uh, if you don't. Right, so, so like, like, like there is no, I, I literally do not have time to look at what I want to do is write up something and then have you yep. critique and edit it with with your knowledge gained from those experiences. Well, we we could also interview Jamie, where I got this. I uh, I have no time, here. Robbie. Oh, okay. I have okay. no time. Okay. Right. 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 This, this is right. like I'm I'm going to write something and I'll interact with you guys, and then you can talk to and pull in from from whatever you want. So. Right. Great. Um. Uh, so and then you may be cut off now any moment because the day may start. Um, I uh, I've described before this new experience I'm in, but uh, it's this last week has gone differently from any week in my life. Um, <laughs> which, which, which I guess is not every week in my life, but I like it. So, but the uh, the difference to me is quite profound. And, and simple and uh, wonderful, and that is this shift I think I've mentioned before from feeling responsible to influence how things turn out and to influence how things turn out in the direction that I think they should, based on my, you know, saturation of scripture and my listening to God and my best judgment and my best ideas. Um, and I've, I've come across, I've come to settle on the word promptings. So for, for 40 years, I've lived by the principles of scripture and um, filtered promptings heavily according to whether they made sense to me. And now I've switched over to where I'm trying to listen very intently for promptings. Moments may be as well, oh. similar in the DBJ you know, structures. Um, and 
and go with them and not worry about the outcomes and letting go mm. of trying to shape the outcomes. And this is largely influenced by our conversations about our greatest or fastest growth is through the pain uh, not from escaping it. I don't know if that's uh, accurate to the way you presented it, but uh, that thought has stuck, stuck with me. And uh, it's resulted in uh, 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 what, uh, okay. um, uh, one, one area where I've worked and served uh, um, for uh, more than a decade. There's a large annual missions conference up here in Seattle. A collaborative effort of a hundred churches, and I was uh, part of the founding group. And I've tried uh, from my darndest to, uh, in the serving, to uh, push or to urge um, a greater awareness and priority on frontier people groups, the 25% of the world, with almost no access to the gospel or with little response almost no response maybe is more accurate and uh you know we have good friendships but no visible impact <clears throat> so in this new mode of just looking to jesus and waiting for him and not trying to cram in and squeeze in everything every good thing i can think to do out of the blue the director calls and says do you have any suggestions for uh plenary speakers and I said, well, mm. here's a couple. And one of them is uh, Tim Lewis, the husband mm. of Ralph Winter's daughter. So uh, mm -hmm. I described him and, and Keith called and talked. And God just, uh, uh, Tim uh, said, Keith, we uh, fully believe in what Missions Fest stands for and is doing. And I want to, if I can, get the contact information for the other plenary speakers so we can coordinate them and we'll have our whole staff there to serve Missions Fest. And Keith was just overwhelmed because no plenary speaker has ever said, we'd like to help you with your goals. You know, they, they're glad to mm. be showcased. They, no interest kind of the silo effect that you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it just uh, really gave... Um, of course, Tim favor, but also gave me favor. So, um, yeah, and somebody else who also uh, the Keith liked, and they decided to use the funny speaker. So then Keith invited me to join the exec team, the five or six people that you know catch at the highest level. Wow! And uh, so I was there last Wednesday, and these guys, you know, they all know me because I've been around and served. But uh, they haven't looked at me. They've, they've never really thought about who I am. I'm just a water boy kind of, you know, person. Yeah. Because I don't have, uh, I'm just not part of their club. And, uh, but, you know, I've provided two of the three plenary speakers now. And uh, so we, we uh, anyway, it was a good conversation. Then afterwards, Becky, uh, so th this group of people, Tim and Becky are part of, going to try and bring a lot of workshops to highlight things that Keith himself, who I knew from when I moved up here 15 years ago, was with a mission agency focused on unreached people groups. And uh, he shares, he's, he's the director of Missions Fest, but has himself been unable to bring forth these priorities that I, you know, um, have such a passion for. So um, he was, and Tim and Becky represent and the other speaker so we're bringing now uh, workshops 
for the event, um, but they don't fit into the set of tracks that have historically been part. And Becky observed that, you know, where does pioneer mission work fit into this list of popular mm -hmm. mission topics? And so uh, I mentioned that to Keith, the director, and he said, oh, well, we could add a new track. Or maybe I asked him, you know, is it possible we could add a new track? Mm -hmm. He said, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great idea. I think we could do that. And so uh, just over the course of a week, uh, oh, and then he said, and I think we could set frontier pioneer missions and movements as a theme, you know, two years out, next year's theme is already picked. Anyway, so, you know, uh, a decade of or more of uh, focused effort on my part yielded no fruit or no visible results. I mean, obviously, God used the saving yeah. and the, you know, relationships. But uh, <clears throat> I shared with the community what's happening. We're going to have a potluck later today. And Tim wrote up, uh, you know, Robbie, this is a wonderful, I mean, uh, he, well, he wrote to the group, this is a wonderful testimony to Robbie's skill at networking and all this. And so I wrote back to the group and said, uh, you know, I appreciate Tim's um, uh, commendation, but really it's a testimony to what's happened as I've stopped trying to do it myself and I'm resting in Jesus and looking to him. And so I'll send you the, that little dialogue so you can see, but uh, I'm... I, sure. I, I probably won't read it, but you're welcome to send it. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Right. Uh, I, can, I can wait until you've got time to read it. I don't need this. So the, yeah, just so you know that uh, the, the two, two other things, just funny, uh, and then I'll start one thought. One is that I had a really similar conversation with this guy who's like uh, director of the Computer History Museum uh, uh -huh. just because of this side little project I'm doing with some friends from Apple. And it was like, it was supposed to be like 30 minutes and he like talked and talked and talked. And so he, and a yeah. friend of mine wrote me and said, you know, this guy has boundless influence and contact. Uh -huh. Whatever he asks, wow. give him. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. and, um, and then at the same time, I got a kind of a moment of clarity for what's going on with my job and my career and my company. And so this week, I've got a really big project for that, which is going to consume, I think, my daylight hours or my work hours. Um, right. So, yeah, and, and that was the thing I wanted to tell you is that you have been in the wilderness for like 10 years, right? Oh, well, 40 years. Where you've been trying to fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but where you've been, where you, you, you've been on your own, right? You've been underneath other organizations for a long time, but like you've been oh, yeah, on your own yeah. trying to make things happen years. for this long, for, right. yeah, 15 years now. Okay. So, um, and when you're in the wilderness, you uh, uh, are desperate to find anything that works <laughs> and then desperate to get it out there to build this flywheel of getting stuff done. Right. 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 Okay. And so, and so uh, what I have learned is that those are the mindsets that kept us going during the years in the wilderness. When you enter the land of promise, those habits will kill you. It's, it's like the problem yeah, of uh, calorie right. consumption in uh, advanced civilizations. It's like, okay, our bodies are designed to crave sugar and fats in order to stay alive, but those are the things that kill us once we're in a land of plenty. And so, um, what, uh, so two things to think about, uh, leave you with. One is that uh, this is just the beginning. Like you're blown away right. by all these amazing uh, open doors and opportunities, but it's like, you know, this is just the first fruits. 
So leave space in your life and calendar for the even bigger things that God wants to do. Don't like double or triple down on these things because yeah. uh, because they seem like such an amazing opportunity. It's like, hey, but you, this, you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay, that's the first thing. Right. The second right. thing was a, a Strength Finder course I took, I don't know, three or four years ago. And it talked about the personality type, but I forget the names of the terms, but it was sort of like the, the prophet or evangelist. Like you're the guy who's out there with always trying to find the next big thing and tell everybody about it. Because that's your personality type because you like starting big things. He goes, here's the right, complementary right. strength that you never consider, which is mystique. So like my default, probably like yours, is I want everyone to know what I know. And it says, actually, you increase your influence by being more mysterious which was totally counterintuitive, which is why it struck with me. It's like, huh, okay. So rather than assuming I found the latest great thing that I need to have about, start by assuming that like, I am learning all these things and nobody else yet deserves to know them and wait and deliberately create mystery, refuse to answer questions, which when you look at it is exactly what Jesus does, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, this will actually increase your impact. So those were the two thoughts I wanted to leave you with. Yeah, well, that uh, it seems to me that's exactly how Jesus is uh, leading me, is the, uh, to keep my focus on, I mean, uh, the, the way that I've experienced my life is uh, constantly thinking of uh, new ways or new ideas that seem great, seem worth pursuing, and trying to squeeze them in without really filtering them, uh, except by my capacity to realizing that uh, there's so much that is already in place in God's economy that I have no idea of, but there's no way I can come up with a good idea that's truly well enough informed to evaluate, but I can keep looking to Jesus and resting in him and trusting in him. So my new default is, instead of trying to cram in every good idea that uh, occurs to me and push others to embrace it and whatever, to uh, simply be focused on being at rest in him and not try and squeeze in more, um, but actually not do anything. My default now is trying not to do anything unless uh, it's either, unless it's, unless I have a clear prompting or sense. And everything now that's happening is happening as a result of others taking initiative to reach out to me and contact me. So like the Navigator have a ministry with 200 staff and they've just ordered copies. Um, uh, a, a special printing of Seven Perseverance, and I just stayed up uh, last night to finish uh, a, a couple paragraphs I'm adding to the beginning of the book, trying to distill and express this shift from applying principles to uh, pursuing promptings or considering promptings is even more important. But um, yeah, this uh, this new position I'm in uh, fits with what you're talking about in the speak. I'm not thinking of it as trying to create mystique and just uh, allowing people that are aware of me uh, um, to 
kind of come and initiate. And that's that everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks has been out of that, not out of me uh, saying, you know, except where I felt prompted, like when Becky said, the tr- current tracks don't fit with what we want to communicate. So then I felt prompted to ask Keith, could we add a new track? That's grown into two tracks and all the rest. Yeah, but, anyway. but, but I still feel yeah. like in my interactions with you even this week is your default uh-huh. is to publish, right? It's like, oh, I had this experience. I want to write it up and email it to everybody. Oh, I have this great idea of a thousand page resource that Ernie should look at. Let me just suggest it to him. It's like, yeah. I think yeah. okay. you know, that was a useful default, but I think you should consider yeah. switching the default. And okay. one, the way, one of the ways that I satisfy that urge is I just uh, blog or tweet my ideas out into the ether. So they're recorded down there and I have it. And if somebody's looking for them, they can run into it, but not feeling like I need to push information to people. Yeah, I can see so, that. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not currently, uh, I mean, I have places where I can blog, but I'm not doing that consistently at this point. Yeah, um, but that's, that's what I was thinking. Is like, like, I think these are fantastic insights and incredible personal growth. And I think they should be yeah. recorded somewhere. Right. But yeah, I think yeah. this, you know, th- th- that's what I would suggest is I would love to see you blogging more, you know, right. and and writing these things down, but not feeling a need to push them to anybody in particular. And, and one of the reasons why is that um, I was talking with one of my uncles who was complaining about how, you know, the government saw all these warnings of things going wrong and didn't do anything. I said, well, they probably react the same way that I react to you. You always send me so many things that I just end up ignoring them all by default because there's no way I can act on all of them. <laughs> right. And so, right, okay. if you, you know, and so it, this is a, uh, and, and when you're obscure, there's a need to try to get in front of people, but in fact, it's often counterproductive. So something to think about as yep. a uh, shift. Um, well, it's very helpful. Good. Yeah, just, yeah. Was there anything else? I, no, I know. I, I see how, I I tend to when I when I have something like what I just wrote over the last couple of days that I think others would benefit from I try and think of each of the individuals and send it to them rather than just having it available in a public place like the blog so yeah I like that I think that's a, a word to me so all right not that I'm, not that well, I'm going to be in a rush to do that but I'll start uh, sh- shifting in that direction as the Lord. Sorry, or, or at least, or and the main thing is that like when you feel that urge to share something, then you then you take the 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 six second pause and say, huh, is this something I should email yep. someone or should I put it in a blog? You know, that's the the mindfulness sure. moment. Yep. All right, let me pray yeah. for you, and then I will uh, I will send I you have... my my notes. Oh yeah, well, one more thing. Sure, right. go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, in the, just in the you know difficult relationships that we're both trying to work through um there's uh, i'm i'm in a new state i don't know if it'll work out any better but where instead of trying to work that through with the other person i'm waiting for either a prompting instead of ever doing everything i can think of to do and uh <clears throat> it's it's a new dynamic we're walking through um yeah, where uh, there's been an irritation on the other side that instead of trying to diffuse or deal with in some way i've just you know walked past and let that work itself out and the other person take initiative if they want which they hadn't done yet but the 
mood and attitude passed. It was like a storm cloud that blew through the irritability, and then it went away. So we're uh, we had a good family experience yesterday with a, a new group of people that we felt very connected with. <coughs> um, uh, so. Um, yeah, anyway, that was the thought. Just uh, for me, I'm in this new experience of not worrying about trying to determine the outcome and improve the relationship, but just to be present to Jesus and uh, let the other person, other people process things in their time and uh, wait until there's a prompting or a clear, you know, next step. So. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm uh, very similar. And, and this is the, the thing that I want to do. I'm, I'm calling it soul shift until I have a better name for it. But is the uh-huh. idea is that to bring to bring these relational situations to Jesus and ask him for grace so that we can move forward. And for the most part, yeah. this doesn't mean confrontation or telling them anything or trying to fix anything. It means, right. oh, what is the grace that I'm lacking here? And how can I... Uh, act more gracefully toward them so that Jesus can show up for them. And that's the, yeah. uh, the, the, the mental bucket that I want to grow in. So, cause I think that like, there's two, there's the, there's the trying to fix the relationship and then there's trying to avoid the relationship. And there's yep. a third way in there somewhere, which is bringing the relationship to Jesus. Uh, my mm-hmm. son was just reading about the paralytics, uh, the paralytic whose four friends lowered him through the ceiling. Right. And I think they're hey, um, like totally not. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was done. <clears throat> okay. Um, one other thought that flashed through. I, when I talked with Janet Friday morning at the informal, you know, the, after the DBJ, we ended up talking about the yeah. Yeah, but we talk, ended up uh, debriefing with her a little bit on this Wednesday uh, tea group, training group pilot with Doug Lucas, which is about as different from what we did with DBJ as I can imagine in certain ways um, and would be happy to, yeah, I did record that if you're interested. I also recorded the tea group um, privately, but um, the and, and as usual, of, there's no way I'm going to listen to any yeah, of those. But right, if you wanted to right. write up and blog a summary, if that was public, I would be very interested in reading that. Yeah, well, the the, the short one sentence summary is uh, that is all about um, developing disciplines that are reproducible, and uh, nothing about the, the that seems obvious anyway about. Constant the Holy Spirit. I don't know if it's going to work with the guys that I've drawn together because they're all um, evangelists by passion and nature and experience. Some with 45 years of experience knocking on doors and sharing the gospel. And Doug is starting this with, in fact, the guy, one guy I was with said after the group, uh, it's like eating steak for years and then going back to baby food. Uh, so I'm not sure he's going to show up next week, but uh, Anyway, it's an interesting uh, contrast, and uh, I think there is some value there, uh, things that we'll discover. But uh, I, I, if I if I do anything from that, it's going to be very vastly different in certain ways. All right. But I think that's also a great context because I think that um, one of the things that's interesting to ask Jesus about is, huh, this seems like a very different mindset but it seems like you're telling me X and all these people are doing Y. 
you must have a reason for this. What grace do you yeah. want me to bring into this situation? And what grace am I lacking that I might be able to receive from them that I wouldn't otherwise see? Yeah. So that could be really interesting, actually. So, all right, yeah. let me pray. Yeah, thanks. Ah, God, we thank you for the shift, the shift that uh, Robbie's gone through, the shift that you're bringing us through, the shifts that you need to bring to us going forward. Pray that you would show us uh, yourself, that we would see you, that we would see each other, and we would see ourselves as you see us so that we can move forward uh, to be you in our most important relationships. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus, I want to thank right. you for, for your uh, work in his life and through in me, through uh, our experiences together. Just uh, I bless Ernie and his household, their family, the extended family. Uh, experience your blessing and your richness and your joy and the fullness that you intend. And to get from here to there in a way that uh, blesses many, many others that uh, we might see uh, the increase of your fullness and your presence and your uh, promise being fulfilled to Abraham to bless all the family lines of earth. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. Have a great day, man. Great week. And we'll talk again whenever uh, there's prompting.